Hello and welcome to The Crude Report, a podcast series on global crude oil markets by Argus Media. I'm Alex Endres for Argus, and I cover U.S. Gulf Coast crude markets. And chatting with me is Tom Reed, our Vice President for China Crude Oil and Oil Products. Tom, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Alex. And so as we know, COVID-19 emerged a year ago, triggering a pandemic, global lockdowns, and a global recession. Chinese oil demand was the first to collapse and the first to recover, ending the year higher by 1.3 million barrels a day. But Chinese crude buying has cooled in 2021. Is it time to take China's temperature again? So Tom, I mentioned just there how Chinese crude buying has fallen this year. Can you give a recap of what's going on there and whether those are warning signs that maybe the bull market, you know, we did see Brent hit $66 a barrel in February. Maybe that market has got ahead of itself. Yeah, thanks, Alex. It is always important to keep a weather eye on China, given its importance in the global oil market. And what we saw last year was a huge increase in crude purchases. And we also saw, uh, because of the you know collapse in demand globally, a drop in China's uh, refined product exports. But one of the things I think is really important to look at in this context is maybe the way that China buys crude. So a lot of the private sector companies whose imports of crude are regulated by a government quota system, they used up last year's import quotas really, really rapidly because refining margins in China were very strong and crude prices were very cheap. So a lot of them, you know, they weren't able to buy crude towards the back end of last year. What they did instead was begin buying crude for delivery in January, February, really early last year. You know, they started buying January arriving cargoes as far back as September last year, which is quite unusually early in the trade cycle. And so what we've seen this year is, you know, all of that crude that they began to buy, all that latent demand that emerged in the fourth quarter of last year arrive in China. And, you know, we we are kind of getting to the point where it's testing the limits of the storage system. You know, it's tying up port capacity. We started to see queues at ports grow again. But I think, you know, underlying that uh, Chinese demand for refined products is still actually really, really healthy. And so unlike the U.S., Chinese stock data is notable by its absence. Is it possible that a lot of last year's imports just went into storage and we simply can't see it? Yeah, very much so. I think China has always been incredibly opaque when it comes to, you know, explaining the final use of its oil. And crude stock levels are a part of that whole problem. You know, years ago, we didn't have you know the satellite companies who are now looking at tank tops. We do now. And certainly anecdotally, you know, talking to these guys, what they're saying is that Chinese crude stocks, which began to draw towards the end of last year, did begin to rise quite strongly again in the first two months of this year. And I think certainly at some point in February, you know, uh, talking to one of those satellite companies, we were looking at stock builds up in the region of 600,000 barrels a day, really big stock builds. So it's possible that Chinese crude stocks are now at record levels. Um, I've heard figures of around a billion barrels in tank currently. But set against that, you know, Chinese refinery runs are very, very high right now. Our surveys suggested that they might hit record levels in February. So, you know, we can see that final product consumption is actually really rather robust and it's going to start working down those crude stocks. Tom, you mentioned refinery maintenance season. That's always something that needs to be factored into supply and demand. How significant is China's turnaround season this year? 
Well, that's a very good question. It's actually extremely significant. I've been looking at this market for a very long time, maybe in the region of 10 years now. And this is actually one of the heaviest refinery maintenance seasons that I can recall. According to you know on the surveys that we do each month, what we're looking at in March through to May is as much maybe as 2 million barrels a day of CDU capacity, crude unit capacity going offline in April. We've got a million barrels a day offline this month. We've got another million barrels a day offline in May. So really, really heavy uh, refinery maintenance. And I think that's probably why we're slightly more bullish on uh, product prices and demand at the moment than we are on crude prices, because obviously that's going to affect the amount of crude that China buys. It's going to require less. It's running its refineries less hard. But at the same time, you know, set against that, what we're looking at is, I guess, a, a real shortage of product supply, and that's going to filter through to the export market. It's going to tighten seaborne supply as well. And how about the strength of underlying demand, by which I mean consumption of fuels? Well, I mean, that's a really tricky issue in China because, of course, you know, there is no real data on that. I think China's always really struggled to quantify its energy demand, not least because it's it's taxable and, um, you know, a lot of people would rather mitigate their tax bills. But when we're looking at prices, which is, you know, one of the most revealing indicators of that and very much plays to our uh, strengths as a price reporting agency, you know, demand is looking really, really punchy. We had certainly gasoline prices during the spring festival, the Lunar New Year public holiday that China celebrated in February. We had prices for spot prices for gasoline back at pre-pandemic levels for that time of year. So back around sort of February 2019 levels for the first time since the pandemic hit. So really, really quite punchy. We're also heading into the spring planting season. That's always quite bullish for diesel. And China's just emerging from a very cold winter when we saw a lot of construction projects grind to a halt, really, really cold temperatures, particularly in North China, cutting into diesel demand and diesel prices. We saw diesel crack spreads at multi-year lows back in January. And of course, you know, that was another factor militating against buying more crude. But with the spring is here, construction is getting back underway. And, you know, a lot of the government's GDP targeting and it's it's you know it's hoping for uh, more than 6% growth in GDP this year is going to come from infrastructure spending and that does i think imply quite strong growth in construction sector demand for products like diesel and of course we know China still has a big structural surplus of refined products it's a huge net exporter of gasoline diesel jet fuel is that right yeah yep it is that's unlikely to change anytime soon because, of course, they keep building more refineries. But I think we are almost certainly looking at a pretty major disruption to exports, which have, since the pandemic, you know, they've been struggling to get those exports of those three fuels back above a million barrels a day, which is kind of where it was before the pandemic. But we are, I think, getting back towards that level now. Of course, that's tightening domestic supply of refined products in China while kind of weighing on seaborne prices. We are, I think that's one of the reasons why you see time spreads for refined products in the Singapore market still very much under pressure compared with crude. But that could, of course, change as we head into this very, very heavy turnaround season, which is going to affect exports, particularly, you know, from South China, we see a lot of gasoline going into the seaborne market and sometimes heading as far afield as Mexico. 
Well, Tom, thanks for joining to talk about Chinese oil demand. It'll be interesting to see how this trends going forward into 2021. Thank you very much, Alex. And listeners, for more insight, analysis, and a plethora of Chinese data, such as crude import volumes, apparent oil demand, refinery runs and margins, and crude storage capacity, consider subscribing to our Argus China Petroleum Service. You can find more information on this service at www.argusmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of The Crude Report. 